0: Ulysses, Austin Meadows has been traded from the Rays. Yes. Let's get into it. We will discuss.
1: You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Zambrano, And we're the host of the Lockdown Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Lockdown Rays your first listen every day. And remember, our podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Rays, And you can email us anytime, LockdownRays at gmail.com. Well, uh, there has been some uh, raised news and updates over the last couple of days, and maybe the most, I don't know if it's shocking, but noteworthy, is Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows has been traded to the Detroit Tigers in return for Isaac Paredes, a competitive balance round B pick, which uh, some say is going to be around the 70th overall pick in the upcoming uh, MLB draft, and uh, I'll also add this Josh Lowe in italics. That is the third edition of uh, this deal for the Rays. If you want to look at it uh, that way, too, that would can be in parentheses.
0: I know people don't like to um add it into the trade because it's like they were he was already there, but you, I mean, with context, you need yeah. to include it. Uh, I've, I, I think our listeners might have um been hankering for this episode as soon as it happened. Uh Um, So I understand where they're coming from, but I I think both of us needed to really digest what it means when you trade a guy like Austin Meadows. Uh, Because, to be honest, if I can be completely honest, Yeah, I, I, I want
1: to hear your uh, frank opinion on this deal for the race. I
0: I've, I've I've had a roller coaster of emotions because I went back as soon as it happened, I went back and listened to what we both said in that January episode or February episode, I think it was February, um, where you know, we we were talking about with the Topkin said, "Oh, Austin Meadows must be uh, could be traded" yeah. and all that and we bat- went back and forth and the biggest thing that we both said was, if he is traded, the value must be incredible. It's a it's a can't say no type of deal. Right. So when I hear it's Isaac Paredes and a c- competitive B draft, whatever, seventieth overall, it felt light. It felt it felt lighter than Willie Adamas for Fire Eisen and Rasmussen. But then again. Yeah. I needed some time, just like with that trade, to, well, how did the trade work out for the race? Yeah. Willie Adama's went to rip it in, in 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 Milwaukee, but he was never going to be that player at the trop. Punto. He was never going to be yeah. that way. And what did you get for mass A starting pitcher. And JP Firehison, a, 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 a late-time closer. I leverage reliever, yeah. So it took time, but then you saw the value in it, right? What about with this one? Right now, it felt light, but after getting to see the numbers of Isaac and adding the italics that is Josh Lowe and the overall value that he can give you defensively and offensively, yeah. and what Meadows can give you in both sides of the ball too, then I'm kind of warming up to the trade. I don't know if you've had that
1: roller coaster of emotions with this trade but that's where I'm I'm at right yeah now. I'm quite frankly no longer surprised when the Rays make a move that is controversial to the fan base and then we look back one two three four years from now and say oh wow that actually did work out for the Rays pretty well I think at the end of the day similar to the Willie Adams trade this is going to be a win-win for both sides um it is kind of a little bit of a buzzkill when you hear that the Rays get who Isaac Paredes in a draft pick when there had been rumors just a couple of days before that uh, there was interest in a Austin Meadows for Craig Kimbrel swap. Right. So it's sort of – that sort of takes the wind out of the sails too. And also credit to the Rays for just uh, – I mean you talk about – uh, news dump and and when to release and get this deal done right in the middle of the ncaa men's basketball championship good job <laughs> way to go race way to go in uh releasing that news yeah there for you but i think look it doesn't have a lot of pizzazz and and fire of oh man but let, let's also keep in context this with isaac paredes he was A year ago, a top 10 prospect within the Tigers organization and a borderline top 100 prospect. I think we forget about that because for whatever reason, the the Tigers played him in however many games and he's no longer prospect eligible and he's just only 23 years old. I don't think Isaac Paredes is going to put up the numbers that Austin Meadows does or has. He's not the same player as Austin Meadows, but he is a guy that the Rays – are starting to like a guy that can play multiple infield position, uh, multiple infield positions and a guy that uh, has a great feel at the plate, great plate discipline. And I kind of, again, I don't think he's ever going to be a flashy player, but I think he's going to be a guy that the Rays value more than other organizations. In fact, I look at him and look at his numbers and again, I know it's not uh it's not all-star worthy. I don't think Isaac Paredes will probably ever be an all-star, but you need guys that can put up numbers like uh, James Loney and, and Casey Kochman, I'd except go, from the right side of the plate.
0: I'd go farther than what you're saying. Right I don't now. know. I don't no, know. No, no, I'm saying, power, I'm saying farther in the fact that like, I'm not going to judge a guy with less than two yeah, 23, 23 and less than 200 abs yeah. in the majors. Like we can't, I, I would even go further than you. I can't say that he's never going to be an all star. For God's sakes, yeah. would anybody say Joey Wendell was going to be an all star? No, no. Right. I mean, his mother and his and his siblings, you know. But like, guys go above and beyond yeah. sometimes when they're when when they have the opportunity. Isaac could be that, you know. Not right now, maybe. Yeah. But again, twenty three less than two hundred abs. I don't think there. It's the time for the fandom to to go all crazy against this trade, But I do understand that segment of the fandom that does not like it because we live in a fandom where, unfortunately, the names on the backs of the jerseys that you buy for $200, yes. you can only wear them for two, three, maybe four years if you're lucky. And that sucks. And I, and and that's the part that I hate. Yeah. The people that, no, nah, that's too much. I really dislike seeing on the twitter world thinks like oh god this is how they operate like why can't you you know find another team if you don't like it like no part of the fandom yeah. is getting to know the players is getting to have that relationship so the people that are always like what, what? dude no this does suck it does yeah. suck in an emotional level if this wasn't emotional then you wouldn't be a fan yeah fanatic i mean it that's what baseball is. It's, it's human stories. It's that emotion that gets you sucked into the, the, these players and, and their background and their story. So I, I kind of want to, you know, those yeah. people that are like, oh, if you don't like it, you know, no, you can have both. I right. can see the value in the trade and I can agree
1: with the, the smartness and probably the long term. But right now that does suck. Yeah. It's it not a good it's not a good PR win for the Rays. But again, as a Rays fan and following the team, we understand it and we get it on that level. Again, I'm going to give the Rays a reprieve and I'm gonna give them a break because they've locked up Wander Franco for the next decade plus. So yeah. that's really for me, that's the only back of the name jersey guy that if there's one guy that you keep within the organization, it's him and then maybe after that it's Shane Boss. So I'm okay with moving off of Austin Meadows, even though it's like right before the season and you kind of thought that you were going to start the year with Austin Meadows. Yeah. Alas, that's, that's not the case, but, and I also, I think it's pretty smart for the Rays to get that draft pick because we, we talk about it so often with the Rays of, oh, there's the 40 man roster crunch. So they could have, you know theoretically traded for isaac paredes and added another prospect that was in you know high a or double a and then before long it's like well we got another 40 main roster crunch so by kind of pushing the timetable back on that draft pick and let's look at the race top prospects uh you know several of their prospects they they weren't one 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 or, or first round picks i mean taj bradley was a fifth rounder xavier edwards was a comp pick seth johnson was a comp pick Cole Wilcox was a third rounder. Ian Seymour, your boy, second rounder. Tommy Romero, 15th rounder. J.J. Goss, comp pick. Those are top 20 prospects in the Rays organization. So I feel like the Rays, that at least gives them a little bit of wiggle room to maybe play and you know take a flyer on a really high risk, high variance guy with that extra draft pick in their pocket. But
0: there's two things that he's not even that high variance. And number two, like you said, I mean, he was a, a borderline uh, top 10 prospect. In no, division. I'm talking about the draft pick. Oh, OK. OK. But if you, if you go to talk, talk about the, the, the draft pick, hello, who are you talking about? The franchise that is actually really good at developing players. Yeah. So it goes – that one goes for both. For Isaac, if he hasn't really found what is what, what can work for him, the Ray system is really good at developing yeah. players. And that draft pick as well and, and the 70th, 77th uh, uh, pick overall will get the Ray's development. I, I, I mean, again, I think it's a it's a smart thing long term and I think it will work out. And when you can – if you want to focus on the negatives of Austin Meadows because now that he's not a Ray – you want to make yourself maybe feel a little bit better and be like, okay, well, what didn't he do yeah. that maybe? Well, number one, uh, the defensive
1: um, skills were not, at best, they were average. And they're getting worse. I've said this till I'm blue in the face that his body is not going to age well, and he's only going to get worse defensively by, I think, a wide margin. And I think the way I understand it was – that he would have, if he had stayed with the Rays, he kind of would have been slid into that full-time DH role. And you wonder how he would handle that. I know, you know, when he did play as a DH, that he hit well. But a full season of that and yeah. not playing in the field whatsoever—how does that take a toll on a guy? Moreover, uh, maybe he wasn't so keen on. All right, bud, you're going to play 140, 150 games as DH. How do you like the the, the sound of that? And maybe that sort of. Some question marks with the Rays of can he? It's a little bit different. It's not just uh, okay. We can stick him at DH and he'll still give us uh, 29 home runs and 100 RBIs.
0: But that's the thing,
1: though. Even if you stick him in the DH, the guy really had a, a tough time with
0: lefties last year. Yeah, he see he can't hit lefties, so he's basically a platoon guy. So then, exa- so he, his value would even come even less. So then, as a Rays player that you want athleticism, you want multiple yeah. positions. Now, Austin Meadows was getting kind of pigeonholed into against righties dh or a corner outfield but only after uh, only six innings yeah after the seventh inning you know we're gonna put somebody else out there so then that's what's the problem if you want to focus on the negatives and maybe why they did this right if you then look at the italics the parentheses in josh Lowe, well guess who's actually a pretty good defender josh Lowe. yeah guess who's actually faster Josh Lowe, who can give you some 2020 action, 20 stolen bases and 20 and 20 home runs? Yeah. Josh Lowe literally just did that last year in AAA. I know, but if yeah. a 2020 uh, I think it was 22 stolen bases and 27 home runs or vice versa, then if that translates to a 15-15,
1: that's still pretty good, especially pretty with the rookie. defense, yeah. And here's the thing too with all that is I feel like the Rays are going in a direction where they're trying to be more athletic, more versatile yes. have more speed on the base paths, and you look to take into consideration the, the pitching staff and the rotation you don't have glass now who's going to strike everybody out uh, you don't have Nick Anderson you don't have Pete Fairbanks for an extended period of time the Rays are going to have to rely on more contact oriented pitchers you would think like Yarbrough like Fleming like Corey Kluber like maybe Tommy Romero uh, and that means you better have a good infield and outfield and that might be where Okay, let's let's put Josh Lowe out there. And there, there's not there's nothing else that Josh Lowe can prove at the minor league level. You have to give him a shot. And we can talk about the negatives with Austin Meadows. There certainly are negatives with Austin Meadows, but I do and will miss, of course, the the home runs and the power that he provided in 2019 and in 2021 and, and the clutchness, the sack flies, the RBIs, the limited strikeout rate from a guy with that type of yeah. pop. Uh, I will be curious to see how he handles Detroit, a bigger ballpark and a cavernous outfield. But That's going to be uh, tough for him.
0: I'm not going to yeah. lie. Like Even if you put him in, in right field, that right field tonner to center, that's tough. And that left uh, field, I mean, yeah, I don't
1: think that's an easy park for a guy with his defensive skills. Right. And again, we, the, we had always talked about it in the offseason that the Rays needed to get a quality right-handed bat. And while they didn't get that one big name, so to speak, uh, they're kind of playing it by committee with, okay, let's see what Yandi can do. Let's go out and get a hail Ramirez. Let's see what he can do. Isaac Paredes, you know, maybe one of them catches lightning in a bottle and really, and, and maybe Paredes is the replacement for Yandi Diaz down the line, if and when he becomes too expensive and just can't stay on the field and, and be healthy. Like, I, I feel like he can put up pretty similar numbers to Yandi in time, you know, by the just, time he's 26, 27. Yeah,
0: give him time. He's only 23. He's never even had 200 at-bats in the majors now. Um, we did say so many times, you have a glut of guys who are ready to graduate. You either trade from the top or you move the guys in, in, in the minors. Apparently yeah. Josh Lowe has shown them enough. The front office, the, the race managing, uh, coach, uh, you know, the staff, Yeah, that he, he has to play. And you know, I, I hate it. Um, uh, when I've said the word hate a lot, um, i I really disliked Mm -hmm. In the past, when uh, people would focus on, like, Jose Molina and, like, oh, well, what he brings. Your favorite. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what he brings. But, like, overall, if you look at his last two war, uh, he was replacement level or way worse than replacement level. People, overall value, that's what – Don't tell me how good the guy is defensively if he's crap offensively. Don't tell me how good he handles a stick when he can't feel the pop-up. Okay, overall value. So ask yourself this in 2022, who will have the better overall value? Do you think that Josh Lowe can put up the offensive numbers that Austin Meadows can do? I don't think so. I would put money that Austin Meadows will, will have a better
1: offensive year than Josh Lowe. I don't think Josh Lowe will have. I don't think he'll ever get to 33 home runs in a single season. But what is the other part? Yeah. The defensive value.
0: Can Josh Lowe beat out everything that uh, that Austin Meadows can can possibly field? Most likely. Yeah. Most likely. And then the base running. Who do you want to maybe hit, a hit and run? Go to first, third. Probably Josh Lowe. So those things add up. And at the end of the day, when you make that addition, are they comparable? That's what you have to ask. And also, uh, I know we haven't talked about it, but <sighs> – It's the race, you know, $4 million or $700,000.
1: Although I, that, I think that's a part of it. I think it's a very small part of it because the next day they literally go out and extend Manny Margot, which we will get to in the next episode. It's, it's a factor though.
0: Like, I mean, if, if you're looking, this is like when people say to me, man, RBIs, they're, they're a useless stat or RBIs. The guy had a hundred RBIs. You're crazy for letting him go. It's a stat. Mm -hmm. It's the puzzle is this big, and you're telling me that this thing doesn't matter or that it's the most absolute important thing? Yeah. I don't think Same it was just a the salary. Financial. Though, no, no, it's not. Yeah. But it's definitely a part of the puzzle. A hundred percent. It's the race. So it now, is it 2%, 10%, 15%? I think it's in the low end of things that matter yeah. about this trade, but it definitely is
1: a factor. I would think it'd be under 20% if I'm just ballparking
0: If we ballpark it, I would say it's less than 20%. But again... It is a part of it.
1: Yeah, but I would, I would almost lean towards this being. Yes, money is a part of it, but this is also a baseball trade too. How? Yeah, because they're the race. But
0: let's be honest: how many other teams would pull this trade? Would do this? Not a lot yeah, of teams. How many would other have the, teams
1: win 100 games with a 75 million dollar payroll?
0: Exactly. That's why they are able to do this trade. But let's not fool ourselves that yeah. the financials have to be even if it's one percent. Of why they made this trade, it's 1% that maybe 20 teams don't have to worry about.
1: Can I also say this? Again, um, I think this is going to work out for both sides, and I actually love – You know, I'm not as keen on, like, the Rays, you know, going out of their way to trade Austin Meadows, but I love the fact that the Tigers went out of their way to acquire Austin Meadows because they believe they're legitimately playoff bound, that they will make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to make it closer than many people expect when you consider – Last year, okay, they were under 500, but how far under 500 were they? I think they, they were 77, 76? 77 and 85. Yeah. Okay. And that was before they added Javi Baez, before they added Austin Meadows, before E-Rod. they added Erod, before they call up Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson, who we talk about uh, Josh Lowe being ready. Those two guys, definitely Torkelson, is Another as ready as could be. Of Casey Mice. Yeah, th- I think they'll be more aggressive and, and really kind of let the leash out on Mize and Scooball and, and Funkhouser. I mean, they, they committed hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars to upgrading this team, and they have A.J. Hinch as the coach as well. Th- that central could be for the Tigers taking. Well, I mean, it's for anybody's
0: it. taking who wants to take it because, honestly, it's not as competitive at right. all as at least. But I will say this. Just like defensively, I would be worried about the defensive output that Austin Meadows can do in that cavernous outfield, I would also be worried about that home run power kind of taking a dip because that's a big ballpark. And folks, if you're a race fan and you have followed at least 2019, 2020, and 2021, and you have seen Austin Meadows' home runs, there is a whole heck of a lot of home runs that fall just in the first row.
1: That so is true. that Those are but not again, going Tropicana, to be home runs. Yeah, Tropicana Field isn't, you know, the it, it isn't Coors Field. is isn't the most hitter-friendly ballpark. Comerica gets worse than Tropicana. I agree. I agree, and I did look up the numbers on Savant. So if Austin Meadows was in a Tigers uniform in 2019, his 33 homers would have equated to 27 in Detroit. Uh, in 2021, his 28 homers would have equated to 23 in Detroit. But again, that's still pretty solid for playing in detroit and what was the other option for the tigers they were going to play a backup catcher in corner
0: outfield so Uh, great trade for the 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 tigers for a right now i think it'll turn out to be a really good trade for the race in the long
1: term right i agree and who knows maybe this is also their little extra push to say hey let's try to get Maggie a playoff appearance you know you can't I, I am not going to fall a team that has been a laughing stock for so many years that goes out and said, OK, we think this is our window, so let's go for it.
0: A hundred percent. And you know what? Maybe if uh, in Detroit he gets a little bit um, angry that he's not at the trop, yeah. Austin Meadows, you know what he could get to get
1: his energy up? A built bar. You know, that's the thing is I think what Meadows needs to do the second half of the season because he does tend to take a little bit of a nosedive in the second half of the season, at least he did last year, uh, you got to have a case – or multiple cases of built Bars to get you through the, the dog days of August, if you want.
0: Yes, you do, Austin. So anytime that you feel this way, it's very easy. You would go to built.com, They have tons of flavors. You know they're good for you because their calories range between 130 and 180 calories. Most candy bars are from 200 to 300 calories, and you don't want that. You want built Bars. Also, they're delicious, too. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They are yummy. So if they're good for you and they're delicious, that's a a for sure sign you have to get them. So how do you get them? You go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That promo code is going to get you 15% off your order. So today you go to built.com and you use promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off
1: at built.com. Well, Ulysses, I think we gave our spiel on the Austin Meadows deal. Should we hear from the listeners what they have to say?
0: I think so. Um, Before I do that, I want to read you a couple of things. Okay. Uh, Number one would be an email that we've got from our friend Steve (laughs) Raines. He says, um, I was not expecting another trade before opening day. I've learned through the years to trust the front office whenever they make a move. I'm going to miss Austin, but make way
1: for Josh Lowe. Yes, that is true. We'll, we had, had the question about how many at-bats will Josh Lowe get. Well, he might get uh, you know 450 at-bats this season if he's able to stay on the field.
0: Talking about how many uh, opportunities Josh Lowe could get, we have a person from our fantasy uh, league uh-huh. who has something to say. Kevin no good man should ever call another good man a
1: prospect hugger. I just want to make one thing clear. I am not prospect hugging. I am investing in young talent, much like our favorite Tampa Bay Rays do. Josh Lowe, he got his spot on the opening day roster, didn't he? Bryson Stott, I'm not sure if you've noticed, 429, 1137 OPS this spring. spring. Opening day roster. Hunter Green, a 100-mile-per-hour fastball with a nasty slide piece. And O'Neill Cruz, the Pirates are never going to stop this service time manipulation nonsense with him. But when he does come up, he's going to hit some bombs. So, not a prospect hugger, just loving the young stars. All jokes aside, uh, may the best man win, and thanks, guys. Keep it up. Why do you say to that? Well, Austin, thank you for following directions and sending us voice memos because voice memos do get priority on this podcast. Yes, they uh, do. I still think he was prospect hugging in the draft. I don't know what else to say with that. I, I mean, mean he it took worked what? out. Opening day for, what, three out of the four guys? And yeah. the okay, is going to get like 400 at bats? They, they make opening day, but how impactful are they going to be in year one? That's Josh Lowe? Again, this is not a keeper. For I know, league.
0: but – The team that we follow, Josh Lowe, I think he's going to be fairly well used because we know how the Rays are going to use Josh Lowe. we are going to put him in situations to succeed, which means if he's going to be platooning on the right side, he's going to see a lot of pitchers, man, and a lot of at-bats.
1: I think this is a a great pickup. I'm kind of jealous. I mean, I think it's a great pickup for the Rays long term. I don't know if it's a great pickup for, you know, a non-keeper fantasy league. Uh, okay. So what's, do you have a projected line for Josh Lowe this upcoming season? What are you, what are you thinking here? Oh man, that'd be nice. Um, I wouldn't expect him to be a 2020 guy right off the bat.
0: No, because there's been only Tommy fan BJ Upton and Randy, Randy three, three yeah. guys to do it in this franchise. So no, I don't expect him to
1: go 2020 his first year. I would expect him to here. I will say this is kind of a foreshadowed to our next episode. Okay. I would see him putting up similar numbers, not from the right side, but from the left side, of course, as Manny Margot, Josh Lowe in his rookie season, the average Manny Margot season. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, is that worth an eighth? Where, where did uh, Austin Holloway draft Josh Lowe in the fantasy I forgot. Draft? What, what was it? Do you know? I don't remember? I don't remember was it the 8th or the 12th? I don't remember. It seemed earlier than I if would have thought. If he explodes
0: thought. again, it it's 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 a one time. So if you just get that lottery ticket, boom and 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 you get it, and okay. you get it
1: maybe maybe. All He's right. Trusting the young guns. Well, I appreciate the voice memo nonetheless. So yes. uh, Austin if those guys put up huge numbers, actually, you know what? I will take back and revert my prospect hugger. <laughs> Uh, Turn if you finish higher than me in the fantasy baseball league. Oh, that's good. Uh, we also have
0: one more email uh, from Brian Stark, who said to us last Thursday, "Hey guys, this is a proposed trade that will never happen, but here goes anyway." He said to Cleveland, "Vidal Bruhan, Seth Johnson, Xavier Edwards, and Austin Meadows to Jose Ramirez." Then he explained his whole thought process. I'm not going to to go through it all, but then uh, you know. Three days later, he goes, scratch that, Yeah, I guess. No Austin Meadows. So um, I, I don't know. I think overall, it's a, an emotional gut, you know, right. that you, you feel because you, you liked him. But I think this ultimately is going to be a good move for the Rays. The, the sucky part of being a race fan is this, the letting go of somebody that you really liked. Yeah. And then having to wait for the for the return of the trade. You know that's that's that sucks. Obviously, like this would be the first full year of Shane Boss. Let's remember that that trade happened in 2018. We had to wait four freaking years, man, for to see the 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 Shane Shane Boss really uh, in a full season. Like it takes time, and that's part of being a race fan is
1: you you got to have a little bit of of patience. Quick question: Would the Rays would Rays Nation have been more upset? if it was Brett Phillips that was traded as opposed to Austin Meadows?
0: (laughs) I think people maybe would have been more emotionally hurt, but uh, the baseball facts are that, you know, Meadows is more valuable than Brett Phillips.
1: Yeah. Uh, We did put it out on Twitter, uh, raise fans to give their perspective, and it was a mini- disagreed and that uh, initial reaction was not very positive of this deal but uh, the percentages break down uh, on how they think about this trade 43% say it's too early to say 38% say I kind of hate it and about 19% say I kind of like it so uh, not a lot of positives there from the raise standpoint but I was kind of again I try not to get this is baseball. This isn't, uh, you yeah. know, the, there's bigger issues in the world going on for sure. Um, but this is a baseball podcast. But I'm not – I feel like Mark Topkin kind of worked me up all off season by saying Austin Meadows was going to be traded. So I just sort of figured the inevitable that Austin Meadows was going to be traded. At yeah, some point. No,
0: and, and we knew it was going to be a possibility. Even in our February episode, we said it's a possibility, but the return would have yeah. to be crazy. Now that's the part that got me. I don't think the return is crazy. I don't think by any means the return is crazy. But in yeah. this economy, it doesn't. It, 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 it I mean, people Considering are, Michael Conforto is still looking for a deal. Exactly. Like, like, just people love them picks. They love them. And they're prospect hugging. I'm sorry, Austin, but people are prospect hugging. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's very, very rare when you Again, see that type of deal.
1: Look at it Even, this way. The Rays got two top ten draft picks. Josh Lowe, Isaac Paredes, and they got a cop B pick. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Done with it. And they saved a couple shekels as well. That's always uh, what the Rays uh, want to do. So Austin Meadows, so long. Hopefully uh, there'll be a day where you're roaming the outfield with Parker Meadows. That would be nice. nice. That would be really cool. um, Enjoy. I don't know if you can do as much fishing up in Detroit. Uh, It might be a little bit more difficult, but you can still enjoy your Miller Lights. We know you're a fan of those. So uh, Austin Meadows, so long, buddy. Uh, and anything else? Any uh, other uh, swan song or soliloquy for Austin Meadows? I am good. I wish him
0: the best. Right. I think race fans should uh, be okay with
1: seeing a lot more Josh Low yes, ultimately. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, thank you for making the Locked On Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you tomorrow on thursday the day before opening day for the Tampa Bay reps.